0: Welcome back to Beck Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to preview an exciting college football slate this weekend is Brad Powers of Covers and BradPowersSports.com. Brad, thank you so much for joining us. Let's go ahead and start with the Sooners. Is Oklahoma a fraud? They are six-point favorites against Oklahoma State on Saturday with a total of 61.5. Oklahoma did lose to Kansas. They were previously undefeated, but are the Sooners frauds?
1: Uh, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I'm going to caveat. It. Not everything's black and white. So I would say fraudulent as far as being a team that can win the national championship, but not necessarily fraudulent that I can still see them making the playoff. But obviously, they got to win out. At this point, they would be an underdog against Texas in a rematch. Um, they got to worry about this week first, uh, the final game of Bedlam. It's uh, sad to see the rivalry go. Uh, market isn't wild about Oklahoma, the fact that this was trading like double digits uh, just a few weeks ago and the look-ahead lines in this matchup, and now we're sitting here at six. So the market has downgraded Oklahoma significantly. And if you are got a guy like myself that follows the market movement, there was the biggest move last week leading up to kickoff. I'm talking the, the biggest money move. And that, what, where do you look for those in the final 24 hours leading up to kickoff? was against Oklahoma. That Kansas line went from like 10 Mm -hmm. down to seven in spots. And a big game like that to move three points says that uh, somebody out there isn't buying Oklahoma. And they ended up being absolutely correct with Kansas beating Oklahoma outright. I guess what it leads to me, uh, what do I like this week? I actually lean towards Oklahoma to bounce back. Not a favorite, you know, big bet of the week. But uh, I I think they they reorganized themselves. uh, And maybe that was uh, something that they needed because I... I I wasn't overwhelmed with them in the Cincinnati game, the SMU game. I mean, outside of the Texas performance, they, the UCF game the week before Kansas, I, I hadn't been wild by that team.
2: Uh, Brad, good point on market movement, and, and I know you uh, follow and bet the NFL as well. I was bringing that up with what was happening with that Denver KC line, and people kept saying, what's happening? What's happening? And then we saw the game, and we understand what happened. Um, market movement in general, were, were there – any that stood out early on and on, on a week-to-week basis, kind of helping people out for the future, not just this week, what do you pay more attention to, early market movement or late movement? Because some people say the late move is the correct move.
1: Uh, excellent question. Uh, if I if I had the exact answer, I don't think I'd be talking to you guys because <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> of money to be made. Uh, you know, what's <laughs> fake, what's real, uh I would like to think some of my moves are, are real. I mean, it's my money. It's real, <laughs> at least to me. So uh, it's a loaded question. Obviously, you pay attention to the moves on Sundays because, I mean, those are relatively soft openers that, you know, guys like myself are, are positioning uh, and shaping up the market uh, after a place like Circus Sports opens up the college football on a weekly basis. Uh, you got to pay attention to those. I track them. I, I, I tweet and uh, whatever that they call post X or whatever uh, they, 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 to the, in today's uh, – Uh, I I tweet that every week, and if if you follow the biggest moves of the week, if you're betting them early, you're 60%. If you're betting them at kickoff, you're 48%. So don't be following the steam on those. Me personally, the ones that I respect more than any are the Friday moves. So I'm talking college football. Day before game day, I respect there's usually about four or five big moves on sides when the limits open up, and we're talking to major players, guys that are looking to get six figures down. Those are the ones I respect. Sometimes with today's day and age, game day, you would think, oh, respect the game day money. Uh, I don't know, with 35 states legal, I mean, sometimes the, the, the public can overwhelm a market. And, you know, I'm not, if the public knew everything, then uh, uh, obviously uh, <laughs> there'd be a lot of, I, they talk like they know everything, but uh, they wouldn't <laughs> be sitting there drowning out their sorrows at the bar talking about how they know everything. <laughs>
3: As we sit here in the college football season, is there anything you've learned that's stood out to you that's been a little bit different this season or have you changed your processes at all? Interested to hear about that. I know you were talking about um, CLV on Hit the Books. I was listening to that this morning, so I was curious, you know, maybe if you've changed anything up or learned anything different this
1: season. Well, I mean, I've been sort of a piece of humble pie, to say the least. I mean, I've probably had my best CLV season in 15 years of doing it, but I've also had one of my worst betting seasons in doing this. So what does that mean? I, I, I wish I had the answers because I would change it immediately because it's costing me a lot of money. So uh, I, I would say one thing off season because I do a lot of off season betting, right? and I'm talking season win bowls and whatnot. I am in the position now where I, I, I've seen enough data points where teams that are heavy transfer portal, the Colorados, the Texas States, a bunch of teams like that, I instead of being always negative, all oh, they're, they're you know new roster thinking negatively about a first year coach. I am now in the thought process that that's either a pass for me or let's go ahead and let the market be negative about that, that particular team and let's go ahead and, and bet the over. So that's something that I will change moving forward as far as attacking the season win total market on first year coaches and transfer portal heavy teams.
0: Good stuff. Well, I guess the uh, headliner of the weekend is LSU and Alabama. The Tide at home, three-point favorites, the total of 60 and a half. Anything here you like?
1: Yeah, I'm part of the LSU money. Now, somebody beat me to the punch. It opened as high as six. Uh, I wish uh, I'd like to shake that guy's hand because, I mean, he beat me by seconds. But uh, anything above three for me is on LSU, believe it or not. I actually have LSU power rated ahead of Alabama and thought process, me and if you don't believe me you can listen to, to Nick Saban said this in recent years I think in today's day and age of college football elite offense beats elite defense and I'm talking obviously about LSU's offense which I think is the best in the country against Alabama's defense so I if I need someone in a close game the point spread says it's going to be close If I'm trusting somebody to make a play I'm trusting Jane Daniels over Jalen Milroe give me LSU outright.
3: Ooh,
2: LSU money line all right good stuff um Boy, how the mighty have fallen. Notre Dame, a three-point favorite on the road at Clemson. Uh, this is uh, juice to the Notre Dame side, so we might be hitting three and a half. Total of 45. What do you think about uh, Dabo's fall in this matchup?
1: Yeah, it's the biggest home underdog role for Clemson in a decade. Uh High variance game. I think you're going to know early, uh, the, which one, because I mean, Clemson statistically still there. I mean, they just, they've lost a bunch of close games here. They just haven't made the plays. Will Shipley's probably out. Mitchell Evans out for Notre Dame. Uh, I just need to see what, what the look on the two teams are in the first quarter. Uh, if Clemson's showing some fight, I think they're live to win the game. Uh, if they're not, then this could be blowout. <laughs> so uh, I know it doesn't help anybody right now. If you had to, To push me to it and say, what what, what do you prefer? Probably the under. And we're starting to see some money come in on the under today. Uh, I I do trust Notre Dame's defense, probably the most trustworthy unit in this matchup. Clemson's defense, certainly more trustworthy than uh, Kay Klubnick. So uh, I know the total is only 45, but I'm going to go under.
3: How do you rate Oregon? They went into Utah and absolutely embarrassed them, a place that's very difficult to play. Now hosting Cal and they're 23.5-point favorites. I'm just curious, a couple questions, how you rate Oregon um, moving forward and then also this matchup.
1: You no, know, obviously it's Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, and then Oregon. Uh, I think maybe some people would be surprised there, but they're gonna they're in a really good position now. Uh, they've already had their two tough road games against Washington and Utah. They get USC and Oregon State at home. They'll be obviously favorites in both of those games. If they were to replay uh, against Washington in a rematch in the Pac-12 Championship game, Oregon's gonna be favoring that game, and that point spread's growing by the week. Uh, now it's you know probably a little bit more than three points Oregon uh, on a neutral. So. Uh, if they went out, they're in the playoff and they're gonna be favored to do so. So uh, a couple I did a couple shows yesterday they're asking me you know outside the box, I'm not a big outside the box long shot type guy, but 14 to one Oregon uh, playoff would, would be a decent bet, not nothing you know wow you know the, you know wow, great value bet, but they would be one of the longer shots besides the top three or four teams that I would consider betting right now.
0: Mentioned Georgia, number two in your power rankings. Georgia hosts Missouri as 15 and a half point favorites. Total of 55 and a half here. Any plays you like?
1: Yeah, I bet Georgia. uh, And obviously Missouri's far exceeded expectations. They're off a bye. I know Georgia's off a a big game against Florida. But, I mean, to me, it's just always Georgia dependent uh, on this one. And if they're locked in, and they're focused on a possession in and out basis. You ask Kentucky and ask Florida how good Georgia is. They're pretty dang good. And I'm just not sure that Missouri is up there yet. They got some good performances. Obviously beat Kansas State would be one of their more marquee wins. And then, uh, you know, they're only lost, though. They played LSU, lost on their home field. Couldn't get the job done at the end. Couldn't even get bring home the cover there. So uh, Georgia, for me, I laid 15. It's still 15 and a half, so I think it's still playable.
2: Boy, USC, lucky to, to win over the weekend against Cal. 99-point game, that, that was something. Uh, what about this weekend? USC is a 3.5-point home dog to Washington. Total, uh, 75 and, a half and climbing at some spots.
1: Yeah, high variance game. Uh, numbers right now, if you have to make a bet and you want to do a pre-flop, USC plus 3.5 for me. Uh, I think it's a good game to in-game bet because I think with a 76 total, uh, you're going to see huge swings in variance. I mean, wouldn't be a bit surprised either. When one of these two teams uh, in a blink is going to be up 14, uh, And but but it can swing dramatically in the course of minutes. So I think it's a really good game to in game live bet. But uh, right now, believe it or not, even though they haven't covered in any of their last six games, I'm on USC plus three and a half. Not a big bet, uh, but uh, I I do not like what I've seen from Washington the last two weeks. Uh, And I made this question after the Oregon game. I wasn't sure if Penix was 100%. He's got a lot of injury history, and I don't know. He hasn't looked 100% the last two weeks, so if you're going for score for score, I need him 100% going into the Coliseum, so lean Trojans.
3: Man, that's funny you bring that up against Washington. My dad's husky hater. We grew up in Seattle, and he was saying the He's just biased, and now you're saying you're a little suspect about the Huskies, too. Um, I want to ask you which game or, sorry, which side do you like or even a total, um, a game we haven't asked you about where there is still value on the board?
1: Uh, you know, the clip coming out of the break, it talked about Kansas and a generational win for the Jayhawks. I, You know, mm-hmm. this time of year, the market's, you know, a little bit more it uh, should be sufficient. Uh, than what it is in week one. So I'm looking to play against outliers off a generational win. Tear down the goalposts, throw them in the lake. How does Kansas <laughs> react off of that? I got to think that maybe they weren't zeroing in on Iowa State for the you know the 24, 48 hours after the Oklahoma win. Iowa State laying low. This is where Matt Campbell, is. this is where he makes hay. I mean, not when there's expectations, when there's low expectations. They can, with a win, they get the ball eligibility, something nobody really saw because – Uh, the gambling scandal and whatnot in the offseason i would say minus two and a half that's my favorite play right now on the board
0: want to circle back to the lsu tigers because you have them winning that game outright there's value on the money line but i'm curious though okay if lsu does win that game then chances are they have the inside track to win the west get another spot in the sec championship game but are there other ways to play LSU? Because I'm seeing Jaden Daniels at plus 450 to win the Heisman. Maybe there are other bets to make on LSU based upon the belief that they can beat Alabama on the road.
1: Yeah, it's an excellent question and something the market. And I like guys like yourself are starting markets really starting to react to this and people are thinking ahead of time. So yeah, obviously if LSU were to win that game and Jane Daniels played well, I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if he became the Heisman favorite. So Right now, if you're in firm belief that they win that game, that would be another way to attack it. Uh, at SEC conference futures markets, they're not going to be that big of an underdog if they play at Georgia. And if you really are feeling lucky and, and buying LSU, uh, I'm not recommending this, but you can find 50 to one to win the title. I mean, if they were to win a, a, at Alabama, uh, I, they could be that rare two-loss team that somehow makes the playoffs, especially if they went out and win the SEC. So uh, that's a long shot, but there's a reason why it's 50 to one.
2: Brad, what about matching? We've got uh, two games today, two games tomorrow. Anything stand out?
1: Uh, right now, at the current lines, uh, I'm going to take Ball State plus five and a half. Uh, nothing big there. Uh, and, and a smaller lean on Kent State tomorrow in the Wagon Wheel game plus three and a half. I just can't lay anything more than three with Akron with a really low total. So two totals in the 30s, and then we're going to take two dogs above three here Ball State and Kent State tomorrow. Tonight, I don't see much. The, the, the lines have moved too much.
3: Since you're a little bit, uh, you know, curious about Pennix and the Huskies anywhere else you might be looking in the Heisman market.
1: Uh, you're talking to a guy that made like 15 Heisman bets in, in the summer. So I'm pretty, I'm invested on a lot of almost everybody that's there. Uh, Oops, my bad. I will say I'd be really bad if Dylan Gabriel were to win it. I don't think he will now. So I, I got bailed out of that one. Uh, uh, off the beaten path, non-quarterback, because almost every single one of those bets was a quarterback for obvious reasons. I guess Marvin Harrison Jr. would be one that I would consider because if he, like, I don't think Ohio State beats Michigan. Let me go on record. I think Michigan wins that game. But if Ohio State were to win, and Marvin Harrison Jr. had a big game, there's enough talk, and there, there, there might be enough momentum there because uh, the world will be watching that game, and if he has, like, 150 yards and a couple touchdowns, he would be in the mix. And uh, you're talking about a guy that has decent odds right now. And as long as you have that ticket and he's sitting there in New York, you got a chance.
0: You feel like Michigan wins because Ohio State signs are easier to steal?
1: (laughs) Uh, Well done. Uh, I think they win because Kyle (laughs) McCord ain't that guy.
0: There you go. Good stuff. Brad Powers of Covers and BradPowersSports.com. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. This is BeckQL Daily presented by Ben MGM. Coming up next, we put a bow on our NFL Awards and Futures discussion as we start with Offensive Player of the Year. That's coming up right here on the BetQL Network.